0: This is a BYU Sports Nation Pro Day Special, presented by the BYU Store, simulcast on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Now live from Studio B, your hosts, Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan.
1: BYU Sports Nation Pro Day is live. Your day-to-day play-by-play from Studio B and the indoor practice facility in Provo, Utah. Presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Friday, March 26th. This is how we do a Pro Day. I am Spencer Linton, teamed up with a guy who has all of life's most important tangibles, Jerem Jordan.
2: I would hope so, but today it's a big day for these guys. BYU had a tremendous season last year, a year that got blown up by COVID, uh, of course, for everybody. But here BYU goes out and goes 11-1. Zach Wilson has an all-time season as a BYU quarterback, and he's going to make a lot of money today because all the NFL teams that are sending Guys to uh, Pro Days are there, 31 of the 32. Only the Rams did not because they're not sending anybody to uh, Pro Days today. And Boston College, Michigan, Virginia Tech, BYU, the notable names going today. And there are some GMs, some head coaches, some OCs here. And uh, it's the Zach Wilson Show. Also has Brady Christensen and also has a host of other guys who may be drafted, but if not, will get a look as a free agent.
1: Great to have you with us wherever and however you're joining us. This is a look at all of the Pro Day participants. We already mentioned Zach Wilson. It's not like he's a guy that's going to raise his stock a ton on this Pro Day because it's already about as high as it's going to be. However, several of his teammates looking to make a move. Defensive back Zane Anderson, tight end Matt Bushman notably, Jerem, had the Achilles injury. May have fallen off the radar of some NFL scouts. Now he's back and will comp- will compete, essentially, with uh, Zach in front of all these scouts. Will run routes and be a part of that big scripted routine.
2: Yeah, so current guys uh, there, uh, 14 of them. And then six guys that didn't get the chance to have a pro day last year actually participating. Notably, Austin Lee, Micah Simon, and Aleva Hifo. So... Good luck to all these guys. Uh, David Nixon, who we'll chat with uh, a bit later, likes to call this the Underwear Olympics. And, and let's talk about who's here. So, oh, an A-list. So the top pick Jaguars sent the OC Daryl Bevel, who, uh, whose daughter Morgan plays on the BYU softball team and competes on the BYU TV app against Boyce State at 2.30, by the way. That worked out. Uh, mountain time. But the Jets sent the GM, the head coach, and the OC. So Robert Sala, head coach in the house. So did the Falcons. Uh, two and four, respectively, both, you'd think, very interested in Zach Wilson, not to mention uh, you know, some other teams like the Lions that sent Brad Holmes to GM and Dan Campbell, uh, the head coach, and then uh, GM uh, of the Broncos, the Panthers, the Vikings, the Raiders... Are here so seven GMs in total.
1: Yeah, the Panthers are an interesting team because, as Todd McShea of ESPN pointed out to us earlier this week on BOA Sports Nation, they are desperate for a quarterback. So, what types of moves will these teams that are in the desperation category make to maybe try and talk the Jets out of that number two pick and trading down? The Patriots, Vikings, Jerry mentioned the Raiders, Jaguars, Cardinals, notable figures. This isn't just like scouts from yeah. these teams, we're talking about. In uh, several cases, the three most important pieces of the organization from these teams.
2: Eleven teams sent a position coach or coordinator or head coach GM. No defensive position coaches or coordinators showed up here today, by the way. This is mostly offensive for BYU in terms of interest, although there are some good defensive players like Isaiah Kafusi of course, and uh, Troy Warner and Chris Wilcox and Kyrus Tonga, who will get a good look. But this is a lot of offensive uh, firepower on display.
1: Zach Wilson and Brady Christensen are going to be drafted, just a matter of where they will be taken. But then there are guys on the draft bubble, if you will. Guys like Kyrus Tonga, Dax Milne, among others, and Kyrus, We've heard a lot about his training leading up to this pro day, so let's get back to the indoor practice facility and take our first look at Kairos Tonga on the bench. Jerem, now this is a huge one for an interior defensive lineman to show that overall strength he's going to put up. We'll see how many reps here yeah, and to this, impress the NFL scouts. This
2: is a few moments ago, right? He does 35. Woo! He does 35 bench reps. That would have been the most by any defensive lineman at the 2020 Combine. It's tied for fourth best in the past five years. BYU Statsman is saying, uh, from BYU Combine information, sixth best in BYU history among the numbers that we have. So Kyrus Tonga and his post-BYU beard, 35. Again, that's 220 on the bench. Everyone does it. And Kyrus Tonga showing out with 35. That's amazing.
1: 225 pounds. Yeah, 25. 35 reps. As Jerem just pointed out, Woo! tied for fourth best in the past five years. That is repping. And we've heard that Kairos has dropped anywhere from 20 to 25 pounds. He's really slimmed down. He's looking good, strong thus far. I know it's only one event, if you will, thus far, but a good showing from Kairos Tonga on the bench press second on this BYU team in sacks with two and a half. He's a block eater, and he takes up a lot of space in the middle. So he's not a guy that compiled a lot of sacks at BYU, and just maybe that'll be a criticism for him Yeah, that he, he didn't do that. But the scheme defense that he played in – at BYU, his primary obligation was to take up multiple blocks.
2: Yeah, he's a good defensive tackle. At a minimum, a backup on a team. At a maximum, obviously, a guy that uh, you can throw in there in the middle. Didn't play all three down as you see John Lynch, the general manager of the uh, 49ers, uh, on there as well. Talking with Tom Holm, of course, the former 49er player himself oh, okay. and assistant coach. So uh, John Lynch, uh, Hall of Fame inductee, by the way, this year. Uh, is here. There's Robert Sala, the head coach of the New York Jets, who have the second pick, and and they're they're here to look at Zach Wilson. Most notably, the Jets and the Falcons, mm-hmm. a, as you see uh, some of the conversations happening there. Uh, Mike LaFleur is there as well, the offensive coordinator from the Jets. So this the Jets and Falcons are here to see Zach Wilson. But there's a lot of guys to see too, because Brady Christensen, like you mentioned, he'll be drafted. Yes, can he climb into the second or third round on day two? If not, he's perhaps a fourth or fifth round guy. But who else will go? Will Kyrus Tonga leverage today's events?
1: into a six or seven? round pick? Look how strong
2: this guy is. Look at how he plays. Because we often make the mistake on pro day to go, wow, this guy did this amazing one thing. That can get you noticed, but it needs to complement the film. For example, um, Devon Blackman and Jonah Trineman were tremendous athletes and had excellent pro days. But um, and and Jonah Trendman had a, a you know a cup of coffee with the Jets, which is great. But when you have both, you, you're going to get a real opportunity. When you have one of them, you get an opportunity. And if you didn't have, say, your, the best numbers, like a Zane Anderson may not pop on like the numbers. But when you see him in person and see the athleticism and get to know him, you he's going to get a shot somewhere.
1: It was Daniel Sorensen who had an excellent pro day and those yes. numbers and combine that like got his his three him his cone shot. Was With the Kansas City Chiefs.
2: Freakone was incredible. And he just signed another
1: one-year extension with the Chiefs. He now has a nickname in Kansas City. Yeah, he started there.
2: He was quick enough, right? Because you kind of look at him and go, I'm not sure he's a great fit in the NFL. But you shouldn't judge the book by its cover there.
1: Now some more numbers coming in. We're all about the statistics today for obvious reasons. Brady Christensen, we mentioned that he is going to be drafted. Just a matter of where right now, grading out somewhere around the fourth or fifth round. He repped 30 times on the bench for an offense. That's tied for second best number for any offensive tackle at last year's Combine. Right. A 34-inch vertical thats
2: amazing, for Brady
1: Christensen.
2: That's amazing, especially for a guy who uh, is 6'5", 302. And again, what's listed previously at BYU... You know, yeah, it could be smudged a little bit. There's no smudging on pro day um, when you get to height, weight, hand size, arm, wingspan, and all this stuff. Like, you are what you are. So, excellent stuff from Brady Christensen, who who uh, pro football focus has really, really high. Like, had him as the best overall left tackle in college football, more than Penny Sewell. But Penny Sewell's going to go in the top five probably. Brady's not. So, PFF really loves Brady. And if he can measure out really nicely... Maybe he sneaks into day two.
1: Okay, so the second best number in terms of reps for an offensive tackle off of last year's combine numbers. That vertical is the fourth best by an offensive tackle compared to last year, and he had the second best broad jump compared to the offensive tackles from last year. So those are some top five numbers across the board thus far for Brady Christensen. He is with Jason Shepard, who has embedded himself in the indoor practice facility uh, excuse me, earlier this week, I should say, Jason is at the indoor practice facility right now, taking in all the sites, but he spoke with Brady earlier this week.
3: So, Brady, what have you been up to since the season ended? Obviously, it was a, an extremely exciting season for fans and media to watch, and obviously being able to do what you guys did as, as players was unbelievable. Since it ended, what have you been doing?
4: Yeah, it's been a, it's been a whirlwind the last couple of months, man. Just uh, enjoying the process. I've been down in uh, Dallas, Texas for most of the two months uh, training at a facility called Michael Johnson performance. I'm um, trying to get bigger, faster, stronger um, down there. And also been training with a O-line coach named uh, Duke Manyweather. I'm um, just working on my tech, getting better uh, with my hands and my feet and just trying to become a better offensive lineman to really prepare me for the next level. Um, but yeah, it's been, been going great. Just trying to take care of my body. Right. Um, but it's been awesome. I'm excited for the future and, and ready to get rolling.
3: I'll be honest with you. Duke sounds like a great name for an offensive line coach. <laughs>
4: <laughs> yeah, Duke's, Duke's the man. He's just Duke, you know. Every time um, we finish like a workout or a technique session, um, this is Duke for you. He just always said, finito. And that was kind of his finishing like word, you know. And he, he was, it was awesome down there. I learned a lot for sure.
3: As an athlete, you have obviously been training and practicing your craft for a really long time. How has it been different where you're doing it essentially as a job interview? How how has that dynamic changed everything for you?
4: Yeah, I mean, it's it's amazing because it's like a dream come true. It's like, a, I mean, football is my full-time job right now. Um, so like the interviews with the offensive line coaches and the scouts, they teach me like their installs or whatever. And I just love learning about it. And really, I can focus all my energy and efforts on football, instead of worrying about working or going to school, I can do what I love. Um, so, really, I'm just diving into it, dri- diving into different schemes, diving into film study, and really, I've had more time to eat right and take care of my body, which has been huge too. Because obviously, the body is the money maker. So, I've really, really uh, focused on that during my last couple months.
3: What has been the reaction from from scouts what's the What's the word you've gotten back in terms of things? That they want to look at specifically from you, any areas of uh, things they want improvement on? What's been the feedback you've received so far?
4: Yeah, um, I don't know if necessarily I've gotten a, like a ton of different feedback, but at least for me and like what Duke is saying and what my coaches have been saying, I've, I'm, one thing I've always been working on, my whole career is my, is my hands. And specifically, like in the run game, keeping my elbows tight so I can really finish blocks, um, whether it be a wide zone player, you know, gap scheme, really finishing blocks with my elbows tight and driving through. Um, And then in in like the pass protection, like the strike placement and the strike accuracy has always been huge for me because at the next level, man, you got to be good with your hands. Uh, Those guys are elite. The defensive linemen are elite, elite with their hands. So I'm really working on that. It's kind of like a boxer, you know, always working their hands and getting better with their hands. Um, it's the same thing with the offensive line there's no difference, always working on that.
3: Have you had any feedback in terms of how the NFL views you at the next level on the offensive line? Has it been 100% as a tackle? Or are they looking at you at, at other positions on the offensive line? Have you heard anything about that?
4: Yeah, um, personally, I see myself being a great tackle um, at the next level. That's where I see myself. Um, At the same time, if a team wants me to play guard, you know I'll play guard um, or whatever they want. I mean, it doesn't matter to me, but as far as personally going, what I see in myself, I feel like I'm going to be a great tackle uh, at the next level.
3: Are you hearing anything in terms of where you expect to hear your name called, or is it still too early for that?
4: Uh, I think it's it's still too too early for that. Um, Teams don't like to play their cards and kind of let you know where they feel like where you're going to go. Um, So right now I'm really just focusing on what I can control. I mean, my product is my film. Felt like I've had really good film over the last three years. And now just kind of cement it with a a great pro day and with great interviews, showing that how I I learn and how I can pick up things quickly and really apply it to the field is what I'm trying to do right now. So I can, whatever team picks me the highest, you know, it's the team I love and want to go play for.
3: That's a great attitude. Brady, Uh, it has been a pleasure to watch your career at BYU. Always love chatting with you. Uh, good luck at Pro Day, and certainly good luck in the draft coming up, man. Appreciate it.
4: Appreciate it, Jason. Thanks for your time.
1: Brady Christensen, part of BYU Football Pro Day, speaking with Jason Shepard earlier this week, has already put up some really nice numbers on the bench, the vertical, and the broad jump. All three of those numbers are, are or would have been top five in last year's NFL Combine.
2: He's really impressive. So uh, he weighed in at 302. 6'5, hand size 10 and 2 eighths, arm size 32 and 2 eighths, that's a good number. Wingspan 80, which is one of the longest among those that measured. 30 on the bench, we mentioned, which is amazing. Vertical 34 inches, that's amazing. Broad jump 10'4, which is second highest yeah. among those who have gone so far. Kavik Fonua put up a 10'5. So these guys are going through, uh, you know, like one at a time. They've done uh, the measurements, the bench, the vert, they're doing the broad jump right now. 40's next, and 40 is a big one. 40 is the one that a lot of people stick to. For an offensive lineman, not going to matter as much. (laughs) But I'm excited to see a Zane Anderson, a Chris Wilcox, a Troy Warner, who um, reportedly may have pulled something earlier. We're going to get the latest information from Jason Shepard later. But this is exciting, man. And so far, so good for a guy like Brady Christensen.
1: We will not see Zach Wilson run the 40. He told us earlier this week he tweaked his hamstring a little bit. Precautionary. He's not going to do it. Frankly, he doesn't need to. And Zach Wilson in the house at the indoor practice facility will throw in about 40 minutes. You can watch all of it live on BYU TV's Pro Day
0: coverage. Stay with us. BYU Sports Nation is presented by The BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere.
2: What a game last night, a four hour extra inning affair. BYU defeated San Francisco 8 7 in walk off fashion and 10. It was awesome. Game two coming up 6 Eastern on the BYU TV app tonight.
1: BYU Cougars trying to win their sixth consecutive game as a baseball squad. You just saw some images from high above the indoor practice facility where BYU is hosting a pro day like never before for multiple reasons. You've got a high-level quarterback. You've got 31 NFL yeah, teams represented an elite quarterback. We did not use it in vain, we correct? We should have all year. <laughs> Jeez. Yes, you're right. We missed out on that opportunity. More so me. Uh, joining us now, a man who had a four-year run in the NFL, former BYU linebacker great, and a guy who – Knows a thing or two about the pressure that is involved in this pro day. David Nixon joining us on the Deseret First Credit Union hotline. David, as we get set to watch what really is going to be the Zach Wilson show, along with uh, some other guys that are hoping to make a jump, what do you think the emotions are like for these guys, knowing that you, you lived it? So what do you think they're feeling uh, right now?
5: Honestly, it makes me a little nauseous to my stomach thinking about you know all the work that goes into this. I mean, Really, you take a break a week after the bowl game. You kind of let your body heal a little bit, and then you're just full mode, preparing yourself, getting ready for this day. Everything leads up to this day, and I'm talking 24/7. You're, you, a lot of times, these guys fly to California, or sometimes they stay locally, but you're you're eating all different. I mean, you've got this now. You got a dietitian dialing you in. Uh, you've got trainers that are training you just for these three cone bench press forty, just these specific drills. Um, and you just eat, sleep and drink football. You don't have a school to worry about. Uh, you don't have to prepare for games. You're really preparing for today, this event, the pro day. And so everything leads up to today. And so for me, I remember I was, I was nervous. I mean, I didn't get much sleep the night before because you put in these months of work and now it's your time to shine. And so, uh, some nerves kind of creep in a little bit, but once you start going, once you get the bench press going, you start jumping around, they start to wear off a little bit, but, uh, Excited day for these guys. I'm pumped to see how these numbers turn out.
2: Obviously, Zach Wilson will be the focus to the point where NFL Network is going to be live as well. ESPN's going to dip in. What what can he do to help himself? Because it feels like this is just going to be a confirmation situation as opposed to a, wow, he went way up. It's like he's already projected it, too, in a lot of places.
5: Yeah, I'm assuming you guys already talked about the fact he's not doing bench press. He's not doing the type of drills that most of these guys have to. He's just out there to throw the ball. He's out there to show his, his skills to show, can he put the ball on the receivers down the field? Uh, you know, his arm strength, they can validate that being in person. A lot of these coaches did get to see him in person, obviously. Um, so here's a chance for him to go out there and, and show his arm strength. Uh, and then, you know what, they'll talk to him and, and, and they'll see the type of character that he has. Uh, I know a lot of them are doing interviews with him, but this is a chance to be in person with him and get it filled for him. So this is, you know, for, for Zach, he's not probably as nervous for him. He's just going out there and throwing the football around. He doesn't have to worry about these, little dumb drills you have to do. But uh, uh, for the rest of you guys, this is, this is, a, this is a fun moment for, the, for them to, to really prove what, what they've done and, and, and the ability they have uh, to go out there and run around and, and try to put us in good times.
1: David, we were talking yesterday about Zach Wilson checking his boxes and solidifying whatever questions these teams that are projected to take him might have. But we also opened up that conversation to, hey, who might – be benefited by this added exposure? Which BYU Cougar will take advantage of the Zach Wilson sweepstakes? And do you think raised their stock the most in this unique BYU football pro day?
5: The answer is everybody. Everybody that's out there today on this pro day has an opportunity to, uh, to show out and potentially rise up to the people's draft boards or even jump onto people's draft boards. I mean, that's the beautiful thing about pro days. You have kids that were probably going to be, undrafted free agents that all of a sudden go put up a great 40 times, show well in the position drills, show well in the three cone. And next thing you know, this GM that's there to look at Zach goes, wait a second, who's this guy? And and you know what? This reminds me a lot of Taysom Hill's story. I think we've all heard his story, right? This is it. Taysom went to Green Bay uh, and he was playing in a preseason game. And Sean Payton for the Saints is trying to scout Max McCaffrey as a receiver. And all of a sudden, he kept watching the film. He sees Taysom, Taysom balling out and doing his thing. He goes, who's this kid? Well, he goes and makes him pull up all the other game films from the preseason. And Sean Fain goes, look, I want that guy. So sure enough, Taysom gets released, picks him up off waivers, uh, and brings him in. And so the same story here with this product. You got a lot of guys there for Zach Wilson. But there's no reason why, you know, Dax Milne or, or uh, some of these other guys, that Isaiah Capucci go out there, run grade 40, do a great job in the agility drills, and all of a sudden the GM's like, well, who's this kid? This kid looks sharp. Uh, and next year they start to dig into them a little further. So those players, you got to thank Zach Wilson, but at the same time, you know Zach's a team guy, so he understands that that's what it's all about, and uh, it's fun. I mean, when you got 31 of the 32 teams there are representing, uh, that's huge for all these guys to get one of those looks.
2: Yeah, and I'm sure the Rams who aren't sending people to campus are watching actively as much as they can as well. And uh it's pretty interesting. So we we've seen uh, you know, measurements and, and bench and vertical and broad jump now. So let's talk to you about some of that stuff. Brady Christensen, obviously the number two prospect for BYU at left tackle. Six five, three oh two, hand at ten and two eights, arm at three uh thirty-two and two eights, wingspan eighty, bench at thirty and vert at thirty-four. What do you think of those numbers?
5: They're they're phenomenal. I mean bench, if you're aligning anything above twenty five uh, into the 30s is is fantastic. And and listen, all these GMs and coaches have all seen Brady play on film. He's seen him protect Dak Wilson's blindside. Now it's their opportunity to go out there and say, okay, does he have the strength? Uh, does he have the athletic ability? And when he goes out there and puts a 34 inch vertical, I mean that's that's incredible for a big lineman to jump that high in the air. Uh, and that's what they're trying to measure, right? They're just trying to see are these guys athletes? We we, we get it. We get it. We've seen the film. We we watched plenty of that. But let's get him out there in a scenario where they can show us. Can they run well? Can they move laterally well? Um, you know, the arm length, the span, is obviously great for linemen because it shows that they can keep defense linemen off them uh, and, and protect. And so, all these little measurables come into play. And frankly, they're all they're all different, right? I mean, listen, the GM doesn't really care much about the forty-yard dash for Brady Christensen, but he does care a lot about the bench press and, and how how many how how strong he is. Uh, and of course, with DBs, they don't care much as um, as much about the bench press, but they want to see that forty time that three cone drill. So. There's little metrics in knowing where you kind of fit. I remember as a linebacker, they cared about all those, really. There's not really one that they cared more than the other. But different positions, they care about other drills than the other. So knowing that, you kind of prepare yourself mentally for it. But Brady, so far, I mean, that's phenomenal. 30 bench presses and uh, 34 vert is, is just incredible.
2: What was your bench and your vert at Pro Day?
5: So uh, I did pretty well on the bench. I had 27 reps, uh, but my my vertical was never my strong suit. Uh, so I had like I barely got 30 inches. I, I I'm as wide as it comes when it comes to jumping. So uh, you can I, dunk I just, though. Just, Come on, man. I I just took my 30 inches and I just said I'm out of here. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go warm up for my 40. <laughs> David, great stuff, man.
1: Uh, we appreciate you taking some time with us today to talk about what is going to be a memorable Pro Day for so many. And uh, we'll check in with you again soon.
5: Yeah, exciting times.
1: Time. Take care, guys. You got David Nixon on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. Deseret First, you know why we show how. Pro Day rolling at the indoor practice facility. And coming up next, the head football coach from BYU, Kalani Sitake, will join us. How does the head ball coach feel on a day like today? Is he feeling the pressure, the heat for his guys? We'll find out next. This is BYU Sports Nation.
0: This segment of BYU Sports Nation is presented by Visible Supply Chain Management.
2: BYU softball coming up today. Doubleheader against Boise State. 430 Eastern on the BYU TVN.
1: Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation. BYU Football Pro Day, a two-hour special. Working in collaboration with the NFL Network. They got their cameras in there. We're going to bring you everything we possibly can, understanding that there is uh, some limitations to what we can show and how we can show it based on COVID-19 protocols. We wish we had the ability to put 35 cameras in there with our guys. We, we, we couldn't even not. be in there.
2: Yeah, so if we've got a shot of stuff, we're going to show you. Yes,
1: show you. Based that that is it. So uh, we look forward to more from Zach Wilson, among others. As uh, he looks, to solidify his spot. We think maybe the number two overall pick in the 2021 NFL Draft. How does the head football coach Kalani Satake feel about Zach Wilson on a day like today? Is he feeling the heat and the pressure for his guys? We're going to find out. Jason Shepard with Kalani Satake on Pro Day at the indoor practice facility.
3: Connie, I, I have seen you walking around, and about every 10
6: feet, somebody wants to stop and talk to you. What yeah. is today like for you personally as the head coach? Well, I'm excited. I, I'm excited for our guys, the opportunities that they have um, with this day. You know, I'm glad that our administration, uh, campus administration, and athletic administration allowed, allowed us to blow up our, our pro day as much as possible and, and really highlight our players' abilities. And uh, this is going to give them an opportunity, especially after last year not having it. Opportunity to, to be seen, and um, you know, when people were talking about the game of football, now they can see that the measurables actually match up to what they're doing on the field. So, anything we can do to help provide our players an opportunity to achieve their dreams, I'm, I'm all for it. Obviously, the headliner
3: is BYU TV is here, but obviously, NFL Network, yeah. ESPN <laughs> as well. But what does this mean to the program to be able to have? People nationally talking about, hey, we're going to be looking in on BYU Pro Day. What does that mean for this program?
6: Well, I think for what we're trying to get done, we're trying to develop our players so that they can get into the league. It takes some time, and I feel like we're in a really good spot right now. We have a lot of young men on our team that I think are going to be future NFL players. And obviously, we have some right now that are coming out. And then even the ones from last year that didn't have an opportunity to go to the Combine or the Pro Day. Um, it's good to give those guys, those other six individuals, a chance to, to show their their talents and, and their skills. So, um, like I said, whatever we can do to help them out, that's that's what I'm all about. And, and um, just glad that we have a lot of guys getting an opportunity to play in the league. Can you ballpark the number of
3: phone calls, texts, inquiries that you've had about players this year? I mean, is I have to imagine it's more than you've probably ever had, right?
6: Yeah, and I think that's, you know, we've developed relationships uh, myself, our, our coaching staff, and have devo- developed relationships with uh, scouts and coaches in the NFL. I mean, uh, Brian Johnson's a quarterback coach, and it's great for me to be able to spend time talking to him and co- coordinators like Bevel and guys that have been around that, that I have a connection to. But I think the, the biggest key is that they're able to talk to all our coaches and, our, and get some insight on what our players are about. Um, their learning methods and what we teach in our schemes and then kind of give the coaches an idea of the the type of players that they have because you can't just see on film and know who they are what they're all about and uh, coaches have that really close relationship with the players and know their weaknesses and their strengths and so whatever we can do to help accommodate them and and make their transition from this point right now into a team into a training camp and making a, a roster Whatever we can do to help, but we're all about it. I do
3: want to specifically ask you about Zach. There's obviously a very real possibility he's going to be gone after the second pick. What have you been able to see out of him just from last year to this point that lets you know
6: what type of pro he's going to be? Well, I mean, we we knew his work ethic from the beginning was going to be key, and it's just a matter of time. Him getting healthy and and being really comfortable in the scheme, and then. You know, A. Rod and, and and the coaches being able to work a, a, a system to help him flourish, and so uh, the fact that he was able to utilize his skills in the right way and to have an offense built around it was the key for us. And that's probably a good good thing to do is is uh, you know maybe pattern the, the offense after the skill set of the guy that's throwing the ball. So uh, he he's done that all himself, it's been hard work. But I think there's been a lot of things that help complement his skills and his abilities and. Uh, hopefully, we can do that for every player here on, on, on our roster.
3: What's your role on a day like this? Is it is it just to be around and answer questions and watch, or kind of like proud well, papa?
6: Be available for you guys and, and, <laughs> and um, answer any questions. I can talk to a lot of scouts and coaches and, and um, people that are here. You know, it's easy to, to connect and, and in a different setting rather than just over the phone. I think eye to eye contact, even with masks on, uh, matter a lot. And so for our for our people to have. Access to all these scouts. And then you see our players that are here. They're, they're really mindful of the numbers that are being shown. And, and there's some really good ones too. So as soon as we get things rolling, I, I think this is going to be a good motivation for a lot of our players and should be a good motivation going here on out, going to 2021.
3: Before I let you go, obviously, when we get to this point of the year, we're also talking about spring football. How would you evaluate spring to this point? And now you guys are at the point where you're having – um, the, the, the spring practice and how, how would you categorize how things have gone? Well,
6: I think it's been, well, we have 10 more practices than we did last year. So that's a good sign. And, and I think, um, uh, you know, going into it, we had some young guys that need to step up. Obviously we need to replace a quarterback and there's some other guys that need to replace the, the outgoing seniors, you know, and the, the juniors that declared early. And so, um, luckily those guys have been able to get a lot of field time, especially this last year. And, Looking forward to see them, seeing them in a, in a starting role. And, and um, you know, for a lot of the young guys uh, com, com, uh, in the competition for starting spots, it's a lot a lot of fun. So it, good to have the practices in order for us to, to evaluate them. But um, there's still a lot of work ahead, and, and we're going to utilize as much time as we can during the summer to get the training camp be ready to roll. Kalani, great
3: stuff as always. Always
6: appreciate talking to you. Thanks. Go Cougs. Thank you.
1: The head football coach Kalani Satake with Jason Shepard from the indoor practice facility, part of our two-hour BYU football pro day special.
2: Okay, so Brady Christensen's 10-4 broad jumped. Uh, there are several um, you know, tweets about this. Uh, you know, the 33rd team tweets would be the number one since at least 2000 for combine guys over 300 pounds. So the broad jump that he put up was incredible. <laughs> like Brady Christensen, I'm telling you, he might be able to climb into day two where he's a second or third round pick. You look at the PFF grade, you look at the numbers. He just ran the forty a moment ago, four eight nine. The bench thirty, the vert thirty four. Like he's not just a beefy left tackle that that has long arms and is good at blocking. He is an athlete. Like Brady Christensen is having a great. Pro Day so far, and we do have 40 numbers coming yes, in. Yes,
1: Zane Anderson, notably, Jerem, just ran a sub-4, 540, a four four six. Yeah, fantastic. Okay, that would have been tied for fourth among all safeties in the 40 last year. So Zane Anderson showing his athleticism and that speed in uh, the added spotlight.
2: Other 40s coming in, Zach Duff, 497. Kavika Fonua, 4.59. By the way, Kavika had a 39.5 inch vert. Woo! And a 10.5 broad. So,
1: pretty good. He was playing linebacker at BYU, mind you. <laughs> right. He's listed as a defensive back in Pro Day.
2: And then uh, O line 40s are fun, but they don't matter um, unless it's 4.89 for Brady Christian. 5.06 for Shannon Herring. 5.21 for Tristan Hodge. Uh, Isaiah Kafusi just ran his 40, Those are coming in as we speak. Dax Milne, I believe, is on. The field about to run his forty, hoping he can do a four five.
1: Okay, that's the hope I think. Austin Colley ran a four five nine yeah. in his pro and, day, and
2: that would that would do. Just a sub four six, I think, would be a good number for Dak. So we're waiting for that to come in. Troy Warner, Chris Wilcox. I'm really, I'm really interested in Chris Wilcox's forty as well. And again, Zach Wilson told us a couple weeks ago. No surprise, he is not doing anything but passing, which will come up in about thirty minutes. And we will show you every second of what we can of that right? as Zach uh, gets warmed up uh, for that.
1: All right, let's take a break on our two-hour Pro Day special. We'll come back with more updates, numbers, visuals from the indoor practice facility as BYU Sports Nation Pro Day continues in Provo, Utah.
0: BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. BYU Women's
2: Soccer host Gonzaga tomorrow, Southfield. Coup drink 16th. Watch the game on BYU TV in the app, 3 Eastern 7.
1: Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation, live from Studio B and the Indoor Practice Facility in Provo, Utah. I am Spencer Linton. That is Jerem Jordan. This segment presented by Visible Supply Chain Management. Tackling America's most challenging shipping problems.
2: We have some 40 times for you. This just in moments ago, Chris Wilcox just ran a 4 3, seven. Four,
1: three seven. You said that was the one you wanted to see that was the, the most. One. He delivered sub 4-4. Four, four.
2: Wow. He, speedster. And, like, he didn't have a pick at BYU, and that's going to pop. But if you watch the film and you really break it down, I think scouts are going to see. Okay, we got to give this guy a shot. Michael Davis-esque in terms of not a draft pick, but a guy that may have an opportunity at the next level as we look at his vertical leap. Um, and and he's done a nice job, 37.5 inches for Chris Wilcox in the vert as well. A guy that didn't play in the bowl game because he was prepping for this day and for the NFL, and that was incredible. Dax Milne ran a 4.57. Sub 4.6, that's fine. If he really wanted to pop, he'd be low 4.5s. Dax probably wasn't going to be a 4.4 4 guy per se, but I, I hope on his next run, and they typically run two, that he gets a low four fives.
1: Sure. And we're talking about a Wes Welker type, Hunter Renfro, Brandon Stokely type receiver in Dax Mill. They're not gonna burn you, but they will beat you with precision and yeah. great hands, and that is in the wheelhouse of Dax Mill.
2: Three cone drill will be big for him as well. Sure. What kind of sure. quickness do you have? His suddenness. Yeah.
1: Right. That uh, that's a fun drill to watch. Okay, but Chris Wilcox, wow. I mean, uh, he looks the part. He's running the part. He's jumping the part. Is he a guy that can sneak himself into a seventh, sixth, seventh-round pick? Uh, Certainly, these numbers you would think would would get him an undrafted free agent contract at worst. Yeah,
2: I'm not sure about a pick for Chris. That'd be awesome, but undrafted free agent. And again, Brady Christian blowing up. Like, Just go to Twitter right now. Brady Christian is blowing up. Yes. I hope he can climb in today, too. That was my hope for Brady today, was that he'd be a second- or third-round type guy. He has the film. He has the PFF grades, and now he has the tangibles yes. at Pro Day. And you talk about who's here. Yeah, the, this the, is, the who's who are seeing
1: Brady Christensen is, and others do this. General manager, head coach, offensive coordinator for both the New York Jets and the Atlanta Falcons. GM and offensive coordinator from the Carolina Panthers. Eagles brought their offensive coordinator and quarterbacks coach. You know the
2: quarterbacks coach for the Eagles is? Brian Johnson, former yep. Utah quarterback. So welcome and, uh, back Kalani to Provo. And Kalani
1: Satake talked uh, about speaking with yep. Brian. Those yep. two guys were u- united in a way at the we, University of Utah. We let
2: him in, I guess.
1: <laughs> the Lions brought their general manager and head coach, Denver Broncos, general manager, quarterbacks coach. We saw John Lee Lynch from the San Francisco 49ers uh, early on in our coverage.
2: Yeah, that that was a late ad. He was not on the list two days ago. So John Lynch showing up was a a bit of a surprise.
1: You have to wonder.
2: And and you wonder too, Spence, the number one pick, the Jaguars, would they send Urban Meyer? Would they send the, nope. Sent their offensive coordinator. That tells me that Trevor Lawrence is the number one pick. If they were really interested in Zach, they would have been here. They would have been here.
1: And that's not a shocker. And we've known for a, they, and a while. And they are—they've been
2: dealing with him and zooming and playbook tests. We've learned from Zach Wilson and all this stuff. Like he has the Jaguars' playbook, which, which uh, you know, it is what it is. But they sent Daryl Bevel, and that was it. So that te- that tells me a lot.
1: Jerem, Micah Simon, former BYU receiver, forty, just in. ran a
0: four three four.
1: Oh wow, a four three four. Oh wow, for Micah Simon. A year later, by the way. <laughs> How about that number from the BYU receiver and uh, one of Zach Wilson's favorite targets in 2019?
2: Maybe he gets a look as well based on that. Okay. At jo- a minimum, if you run a 4-3 something, you get a look. Jonah
1: Treneman ran a nice speed, and that got him on the radar. Fred Warner
2: and Robert Salas, former D.C.
1: We'll be back with more from BYU Sports Nation's Pro Day Spectacular right after this. Welcome back to our BYU Sports Nation Pro Day special from Provo, Utah, in Studio B and the indoor at, practice facility. Look
2: at that line of people yeah, along that, the 40 the Gathering. Line. Oh, man. I mean, this this is quite the impressive showing and limited amount of people able to go in there. As you see Zach Wilson, he's getting ready to throw in 20 minutes. You can catch it right here on BYU TV. And, my gosh, the, like we weren't even allowed in there. You know what I mean? They were like limited people it's mostly nfl scouts and and the current team able to watch and uh some family members maybe a few
1: very close family members to the participants right this is uh (laughs) a big day one we will not forget we just went over some of those 40 numbers oh we need to add one micah simon ran a four three four wow to best Chris Wilcox's four three seven. Yes. The guys are flying in the indoor practice facility today.
2: That's that's incredible. Um so good for those guys because they're going to get a look at Ow. a minimum. At a minimum, if you run a four three something, you get a shot yes. somewhere.
1: He's earned himself an invite to a few NFL camps at worst.
2: Yes. Just a second Which look. I was disappointed when Micah didn't last year. yeah. So that's that's very exciting for him.
1: Joining us now on the Deseret First Credit Union hotline as we look at some more of those forty numbers. Highlighted by Wilcox and Simon,
2: and Troy Warner must have, as we we heard, tweaked something because he didn't. He hasn't run the forty yet, and, and wondering
1: if he will. Now we're hoping the best for Troy, and that's not yeah. significant. But Blaine Fowler, a guy who loves pro day just as much as we do, uh, watching these numbers fly up across the board. Blaine, let's just start with your reaction to Micah Simon running a four three four as a guy that's coming back after not really getting a legit shot because of COVID-19 with no pro day and no combine.
7: I'm I'm thrilled for Micah. And we've always known that he's had blazing speed and that if, if nothing else, you would think he would get a shot because people are going to look and go, whoa, four, three, four, let's combine that with a 36 inch vertical jump. So he's explosive. Can this guy, if I'm a, if I'm a, a, a GM or a scout, I'm saying, can this guy find his way out onto our field on, if nothing else on special teams, um, because those are some eye-popping numbers. And for guys like Micah, who needed a combine last year or a pro day last year to be able to show people that he could do this, I, I, those poor guys had no opportunity, no opportunity in that weird COVID year. So I'm thrilled for Micah. And to stay focused enough to come back and to continue to work out and to have this opportunity and to shine like he that, that you guys that's a phenomenal time and you know he's a wide receiver the average wide receiver time over the last four years um in, in the combine is four or five now, so four three four is we can even use the word elite on that one i know yeah we, that's fine we, the three of us i sanction it we don't hand that out we don't hand that out much four three four is well, one of us does 40 yeah. yard dash time <laughs> yeah
2: chris wilcox four three seven so he, he was the one i wanted to see the 40 from the most and he delivered man he's gonna get a shot
7: yeah. Oh, I think he will. And so you look at him with the length that he has. Um, I think the question for folks was, well, he's so long. Is he more suited to play safety? Is he physical enough to play safety? Um, because I, I think there were some questions on his flat out speed. Now, not those of us that that know him and know that he can really run. Um, so I think this is going to be a bit of an eye opener for some folks where they're going to go, oh, OK, he's sub four, four. He can play corner in the National Football League, and now they're going to anxiously watch his three-cone drill and his 20-yard shuttle to see his change of direction. I, I think that Chris will do very well at that as well. Um, he's a guy that has really developed over his time at BYU from a guy that was just really fast without great ball skills to start to a guy now that has not only got great top-end top speed, but he's got quickness, his ball skills are there. You know, This is a guy – he reminds me a little bit now. Don't everybody go crazy. He reminds me a little bit about Michael, of Michael Davis because yes. his length. And I said his the flat same thing, speed. yes. Yeah. And, and, and I've said that all along. Michael Davis was a project by the time he got done. He wasn't a project anymore. We talked about that when he was here. Chris Wilcox is in that mode. Now Michael just kept getting better. Chris, if he'll knuckle down like Michael has and continue to get better, I think he has a real shot. And I think that he really improved his stock today in this combine so far
1: Blaine Fowler with us on BYU sports nation Blaine, which BYU Cougar do you expect to raise their stock the most of all players today?
7: If Brady Christensen didn't just move up today too, then I don't know what he needs to do because that Amen, he, baby. he's already, it, it, it is ridiculous. The numbers that he's putting up I, I, 30 on the bench, the average for his position is around 25 or 26. So, so he's beaten that um, his play on the field speaks for itself. The The guy is flawless out there. He's one of the highest graded offensive linemen in the country for the last two years. And so his film, and I liked it that when Shep interviewed him, he said, well, my, my most important product is what people can see on tape, but they also, you know, there were some questions, is he athletic enough? Can he play tackle in the NFL? Because you got to pick up those great rush ends off the edge. Does he have the speed? Does he have the footwork to be able to do that? But I mean, his vertical jump was 34. Are you kidding me, you guys? Do you know how hard it is to get 300 pounds up off the ground, 34 inches? <laughs> I have no that, idea. That is – it is ridiculous. Yeah, I hope I never know because <laughs> I'm never going to be 300 pounds. But, but his numbers are eye-popping. And so far in this combine, I mean, Zach's the story because of his, his high the, – the draft pick that he's going to be. He's going to be probably number two in the draft. And I think he'll show out unbelievably throwing the ball. But outside of that, I think the next big story – is Brady Christensen, whose stock was already high, and now I think it's really, really high.
1: Blaine, I'm not sure how accurate this is, but Brandon Thorne, uh, who is an analyst and scout for uh, several NFL networks, said that the 10-4 broad jump by Brady Christensen is the best measurement all time for an offensive lineman by three inches.
7: (laughs) I I read the same thing, and I went, okay, we need to fact check it, but that would not surprise me because, um, I mean, you look – and as you look at the guys, uh, guys that really can like Chris Wilcox is a tremendous athlete and he's a defensive back. And he did 10 six. Right. So Brady was right out there with a cornerback with an NFL skill set cornerback in terms of physical skills. That would not surprise me. And and that's something yeah, I, I think if anybody has done themselves uh, a, a good uh, move up in terms of their stock, it would have to be Brady Christensen so far. Uh, he's been phenomenal.
1: Blaine Fowler with us on BYU Sports Nation. Uh, Blaine, just kind of give us an idea of what Zach Wilson does best. You played quarterback. You've watched him very closely. We've heard from all of the experts, but let's hear from our BYU insider who has maybe watched uh, more film on Zach than just about anybody. What does he do best right now?
7: Well, his his mechanics are so good, and – and I think it's built from the ground up. And, and they weren't always this way. When he was a freshman, he, he would make these off-balance throws that we saw him making as a, a, you know last year, um, and he would miss at times, right? And then we watched his decision-making as a young guy, um, and sometimes he would make errors in what the coverage was, and he tried try to push the, the place into traffic. The thing I like most about Zach Wilson is I watch where he was and where he got to, to where he live is a legit – Number one or two pick in the nFL draft, and it's because he just worked at his craft, so people that understand that know that this guy's going to be a great pro because his work ethic is off the charts. he's always had the skill set and when I say it starts from the ground up his his feet, even when there's pressure and uh and and when things break down, his footwork, his hip positioning you know, the way he turns his shoulders and gets square. Um, is phenomenal. And so he doesn't make very many bad throws. He is so remarkably accurate. And to me, that starts on the ground with great footwork. And that's something that he has worked remarkably hard on. Um, and so give him credit for, for improving that. He's got all the arm strength in the world. He's always had that. And now he combines that with an uncanny accuracy and touch that makes him a big-time prospect. And I think these scouts today, the, the ones that know quarterbacks are going to be watching his feet, And they're going to be really, really impressed with how good he is technically um, down down below with his feet and his hips. And then they'll watch to see his anticipation on throws. Is he making throws on time as the receivers are coming out of the break? He is so good at that. Like, he anticipates the break. He gets the ball out. And as that receiver is turning their head, the ball is already on its way, and it's in a great spot. Those are the things that make for a great quarterback. And you know the bonus about Zach is – and he's not doing any of these drills because he doesn't need to, but they go watch on film and they go, he's also really athletic, right? They're, they're saying he can run around, he can buy time. He's, he's developed this ability to deliver the ball from different arm angles when he needs to throw around defenders and he keeps his accuracy when he's doing that. So there's all these other benefits, Uh, but the bottom line is he's, he has uncanny accuracy because his footwork is so good. Um, He doesn't get flustered and he's got arm strength to make every throw he can make that 18 yard comeback throw as good as anybody in the
1: NFL Blaine we appreciate the time man we're getting set to watch Zach Wilson throw he's going to begin that in roughly 10 minutes you'll watch all of it live here on BYU TV we'll talk to you again soon man
7: all right can't wait to see him throw it
1: Uncle B, Blaine Fowler on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. Deseret First, you know why we show how. Jerem Jordan.
2: Okay, I watched the Justice League standard (laughs) cut last night, and then we just had the flash show up in the indoor practice. Super C flash. Because Chris Wilcox just
1: ran a 4-3-1 on his second run. Are you kidding me? A 4-3-1 and a 4-3-7. Okay,
2: Uh, again, those are unofficial. Uh, Late round pick now? Like, if if you're sitting at 4-3-1... You're going in the six or seven, and
1: you have that size, and you're compared to Michael Davis. D- don't you think? Just like, maybe he gets his he, way into a late, late
2: pick. He's got a shot at a pick now. Mm. Like that's amazing. Like six or seven. It seems
1: fickle that one number can do that, but there's that's it, a heck
2: of a number, it's though.
1: Very much the case.
2: Yes, that's a heck of a number. So, wow. When we talked about who can improve their stock the most,
1: Brady Christensen, Chris Wilcox. Well, Brady was pretty high already.
2: So I think it, you go from undrafted to to probably late round now for Chris Wilcox. Wow, four three seven on the first, they do two, and then four three one. Woo! That is amazing. Holy shnikes! I am I am over the moon excited about that for Chris Wilcox and good you for you see Micah Fred Simon in the too. Background by the way,
1: Micah Simon running the four three four. Yes, Fred Warner's for his former
2: second roommate, number. no less. That's right. And they were roommates with Jake Toulson. So all three of those guys, fantastic. Fred Warner in the house, as we've shown you, there to support Troy, of course. And Troy, clearly something happened because he hasn't run the 40s. So Kavika
1: that's, Fanua, Jeremiah four four three,
2: well, Fantastic. Fantastic for Kavika, who may get a shot, right? Depends uh, where, where they put him, um, whether he's a safety or a linebacker. He's going in as, as both. Um, so, yeah, Brady Christensen has had a great day. Chris Wilcox, holy mackerel.
1: All right, we're through essentially the first hour of our two-hour special coming up. You've been waiting a while. Zach Wilson at BYU Football Pro Day is going to throw, go through his very set script. Just take a look at some of the other BYU guys. Matt Bushman, Isaiah Kafusi performing in front of the who's who of the NFL. Don't go anywhere. Zach Wilson and company coming up next in hour two of our Pro Day coverage on BYU Sports Nation.
0: This is a BYU Sports Nation Pro Day Special, presented by the BYU Store, simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now live from Studio B, your hosts, Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan.
1: BYU Sports Nation is live for hour number two of our Pro Day Special from the indoor practice facility in Provo, Utah. And in Studio B, alongside Jerem Jordan, I am Spencer Linton. Zach Wilson about to throw as our coverage continues. We're going to show you each and every one of those throws. All of his movements, his off-platform work, and 31 NFL teams on hand, including the head coach, general managers of the number two and number four picks in the NFL draft, the and Falcons look, and the Jets. Look at these
2: Eagles, right? Chad Lewis, Vice Cahema. And uh, I believe for the Eagles, uh, you know that that might be Shane Steichen, the offensive coordinator. So they they are chatting with Zach Wilson. Eagles have the sixth pick in the draft.
1: Well, let's get a sense of what the atmosphere is like in the indoor practice facility with this A-list guest lineup and Zach Wilson and some other huge numbers being put up, uh, some speedsters for BYU with Jason Shepard. Jason, take us inside the moment, man. What does it feel like there? What's the ambiance like in the indoor practice facility?
3: Yeah. Yeah, it, it's certainly pretty cool, and, and this uh, this pass right here is like the hot ticket, you know. We've got uh, everybody wanting to get in to see this, and anticipation obviously building for when Zach Wilson throws, which we are hopefully just moments away, and, you know, you you talk about the atmosphere that's here. Everybody is waiting for that moment. It's such a big, big day for BYU football, for BYU athletics to have this type of attention. You know, in, in, what in, in all likelihood is going to have, be at least, you know, a top two pick in the NFL draft. Everybody's waiting for that. But obviously with, the, with what Brady Christensen has done and Chris Wilcox, everybody's buzzing about those numbers that have been put up. Overall, it's just been a really, really good day, and we've still got an hour left.
2: And Daryl Bevel, not Shane Steichen, chatting with Weissachem and Chad Lewis a moment ago. So, yeah, the, the number one pick to the Jags. And Daryl Bevel, of course, familiar with BYU. He's, he's hung around here the last couple of years at times in the offseason. Daughter plays for BYU softball uh, today. So, of course, in, in town. And it is the Zach Show, but like you mentioned, Brady, what's the buzz among the scouts, GMs, head coaches, and other coaches of what Brady Christensen has done and then what Chris Wilcox specifically did in the 40? And then can you update us on Troy Warner as well?
3: Well, I can tell you, I did not get to witness either Brady or Chris. We were doing some interviews, so I didn't actually get to see it as it happened. But what I can tell you is, since the numbers were posted, that's all anybody wanted to talk about, specifically with Chris Wilcox. And and I heard you guys talking about it. There is no question Chris Wilcox probably made himself some money with that type of, of run today. Look, and that's what this day is all about. You know, this is an opportunity for all of these guys to be able to showcase what they can do obviously, you have what 's on film during the season, but this is an opportunity for for somebody that you know and, and I know you guys talked about Daniel Sorensen being one of those guys, Kansas City chiefs, of course, go chiefs nice uh, but yeah, exactly, but this you know the three cone drill he had it got people 's attention and now he 's been in the NFL and has the Super Bowl so you know what Chris Wilcox did, what Brady Christensen is doing, and I know that there 's been some talk you know maybe he 's like a day three. I, I I honestly, I expect Brady Christensen, and especially after what we saw here, I think Brady Christensen is a day two guy. I would be shocked if he gets past the third round. I I think he's that good and can be that good at the next level.
1: Jason Shepard with us from the indoor practice facility. Soak it in, Shep. We know that we will as uh, we watch Zach Wilson and the rest of the guys compete today.
2: (laughs) Nice way, thanks, guys.
1: Uh, I do have one number to update on the forty. Dax Milne improved his time to a four five four. Jeremy
2: four five four. Okay, yeah, good stuff. Yeah, That's solid, good stuff solid
1: numbers. All right, we're going to take a break now and come back to give you as much coverage as possible of Zach Wilson throwing his set routine. The head coach of the New York Jets, Robert Sala, watching on. I'm sure with much intrigue. The Sports Nation Pro Day continues right after this.
0: BYU Sports Nation's Rising and Shoutout is presented by Mountain America Credit Union, guiding you forward. Catch the
2: latest BYU Sports Nation right now with Kiki Solanos. She's going to have some fun with Pro Day. You know it. The latest episodes are on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube of uh, B- BYUSN.
1: We are live in Studio B with your day-to-day BYU Sports play-by-play. I'm Spencer Linton alongside Jerem Jordan. Some breaking news in the NFL that will be of interest to BYU fans and quarterback watchers in this year's draft. The San Francisco 49ers have just acquired the rights to this year's number three overall pick. There is their general manager, John Lynch. They get that pick from the Miami Dolphins. It is expected the 49ers will take a quarterback. No specific quarterback in mind, but just maybe if Zach Wilson doesn't go at number two, he's a San Francisco 49er.
2: How about that? So maybe they're going up to three to get Brady Christensen. No, I'm just kidding. Um, That's a big move. That's a really big move. So... Uh, you know, is, is if Zach goes to the Jets, are they going to take a Justin Fields or a Trey Lance or another quarterback? Zach Wilson ha- and John Lynch is pulling this off while and he may have done it this morning or yesterday. Right. And it just became official. But who knows? Was it was did they seal the deal while he was in the indoor practice facility earlier this morning? Like, who knows?
1: He's on his phone right now. Is he wheeling and dealing? <laughs>
2: He's texting me. John's texting me, and he said, Yes, we did it two hours ago. So, yeah. I'm
1: just the kidding. 49ers originally had the number 12 pick. They are up to number three. They have moved up. Yes. And there was some compensation, a uh, compensatory pick for the Robert Sala hiring involved in this as well.
2: And, and uh, we're just told that. Uh, Fred Warner was told about the trade. By Jason Shepard. And Fred started s- laughing and smiling. Like, <laughs> he's excited. And there you see Fred Warner in the indoor practice facility. Stud middle linebacker for the 49ers. Uh, what a year he had. An all-pro year. He was amazing. He was amazing. And his brother Troy, uh, you know, trying to get it done today at Pro Day, reportedly pulled something earlier on the bench um, so won't, won't be participating in as much as he was going to, of course. But we're moments away, if not seconds, from Zach Wilson throwing. Um, and, and if you look at it, listen, I think the Niners would be a tremendous fit. Zach Wilson actually named the Niners. Named the Those are some fun uh, you know, pants by, uh, by our boy Tristan Hodge here. Mm. <laughs> I, don't, I don't even know what's going on with those. Oh, it's Iron Man. I was going to say, He's got his is that
1: Iron Man suit? Is on. that
2: something he loves? The Marvel. He's cinematic the Marvel universe. guy, right? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I love it too, but I wouldn't be wearing those. But Tristan is a much better looking man than I. Am. Um, the Niners would be a good fit for Zach Wilson. Says Zach Wilson. He said that uh, what a month, month and a half ago with us. We talked about different systems. He said Kyle Shanahan's system. I think that would be great for me. So, if the Jets, I, if the Jets don't take a quarterback and say they're like, let's load up on left tackle at Penny Sewell. Boom. Niners, you'd think, would take Zach Wilson
1: there. You're watching Dax Milne run the three-cone drill, and Dax's numbers are improving, Jerem. He ran uh, a nice 20-yard shuttle, four two two there. S- uh, 4-1-9. 4-1-9. No, he improved it to a 4 one 4 one Zane ran
2: the 4-2-2. So re- really, uh, really got it done, and he'll line it up and do it again. So that first one, you got to really nail, right? Because that second one, you're like huffing and puffing. But I think Dax done a nice job today. Improved his 40-yard uh, dash, three hundredths from 5'7 to 5'4. To uh, vert was good. Bench reps, whatever for a receiver. Broad jump was fine. Short shuttle was good. So, yeah, D- Dax is a guy that he said he wanted to be as high as the fourth round. And I could see him as a late pick in the draft. And if he's not, he's going to get a shot. He's too good, has too good of hands, too good of routes to not have an opportunity with somebody. I think Dax is on a practice squad at the minimum next season.
1: Okay, they are clearing the field, we're told, in the indoor practice facility, getting set to throw, wrapping up uh, most of the drills that we've given you uh, some significant numbers for as it relates to BYU players. Zach Wilson coming up, clearing the field. Pro Day coverage continues on BYU Sports Nation right after this.
2: Over the top, Saturdays, 2.30 Eastern on BYU Radio. Myself, Steve Vail, bring you an inside look at BYU men's volleyball. who is on a roll right now. Check it out, Saturdays, 2.30 Eastern on BYU Radio and the app.
1: He is Jerem Jordan. I'm Spencer Linton. This is BYU Sports Nation. Pro Day coverage continues in the indoor practice facility. They've cleared things out primarily, opening up a large portion of the field so that Zach Wilson can do his thing. With four different receivers, Matt Bushman is going to be one of those guys that catches balls from uh, Zach Wilson, Alevi Hifo, Dax Milne, and Micah Simon, who ran a 4-3-4 in his 40-yard dash.
2: We're being told that Zach will throw in 10 minutes from now, so we will uh, continue our coverage leading up to that.
1: Zach Wilson's offensive coordinator, in large part pass game coordinator, Aaron Roderick is with Jason Shepard to discuss the emotions of the day and what to expect from his former quarterback.
3: Coach, what is today like for you now as the offensive coordinator to be able to watch everything that's going on? I'm sure answering a lot of questions. Well, what's this like for you?
8: It's just a fun day to see our players, uh, you know, get their chance to show, you know, what they can do to the, for the NFL scouts, and you know, a lot of these guys have been watching them work and grow for three or four years, and so it's fun to see them kind of have their day, you know.
3: I asked this question to Kalani can you ballpark the number of questions and phone calls texts that you have taken in regards to Zach? I, I have to imagine it's, it's no, unreal.
8: I can't, but it's been a lot. It's been, there was a time, there was a time where it was overwhelming. us. it was tough to do my job and answer all the questions, but you know, we, 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 of course we want to promote our players and, and, uh, you know, I've always felt obligated to, he, he did a yeah. lot of great things for us, so I feel an obligation to do everything I can to help him. But yeah, it was, it was taking up a lot of my time there for a while.
3: <laughs> what do you, and, and look, there's a very real possibility that he's gonna be a top two pick. I mean, that's, yeah. most people expect that to be the case. As a guy that's been around him every day, what makes him special and what, what has he done that has put himself in this position?
8: He just has a relentless work ethic and uh, a belief in himself that is something you really can't teach. I mean, he just, he never stops working. He loves the game so much, and he just, he wants to be great. He wants to be coached. He accepts criticism and critique like nobody I've ever seen. He's hungry for it, you know, and a lot of, of, most of us get defensive when someone critiques us. He just soaks it in, and um, I would say that's, probably what's you really and then he's got great talent I mean the physical tools are off the charts but that that desire to be coached and to be to be critiqued and always the work ethic to just keep trying to get better every day uh, is what really
3: drives you know that talent level to where it is beyond just Zach obviously as the offensive coordinator you know you've got guys here that will be at the next level from the offensive line and Matt Bushman and, and Dax and receivers you've got a lot of guys that performed at such a high level. That has to be a very proud moment for you to see these guys being this close to realizing their dreams.
8: Yeah, we are proud. And I I would say um, one of the big reasons Zach had such a great year was the play around him was better than it's ever been this year. And that's a tribute to Brady and Dax and all of our other players. And I'm going to forget. If I start naming everybody, I'm going to forget. But the... The play around Zach this year, the execution level was higher than it had ever been, and it's a lot easier to play quarterback when you can really trust the other 10 guys that do their jobs. And so we're, we're proud of those guys, and we wish them all the best. It's going to be tough to replace them.
3: Coming off of a season like BYU had and, and having this and national spotlight on a day like today, how, how do you take advantage of this situation? It's maybe recruiting or, or however you look at it.
8: Yeah, I mean, I, I, think, I think recruits are taking notice that we're, you know, we've got a team that has a lot of players that the NFL are interested in. We'll have a lot. we we'll have another good pro day next year. We'll have some young players, players that are young in our program that are going to be moving on to the next level in the next couple of years as well. Um, but more than anything, we just try and just enjoy this today. This is their day, and I'm not really here to take advantage of anything, but just be proud of these guys and cheer them on.
3: Hey, Rod, great stuff as always. Good yeah. talking to you. Thanks. Thanks.
1: Appreciate it. Aaron Roderick, the now solo offensive coordinator for BYU after the departure of Jeff Grimes you saw John Lynch general manager of the San Francisco 49ers on hand his staff just made a huge move to pick up the number three overall pick trading up from number 12 with the Miami Dolphins
2: and uh, John Lynch is one of uh, eight GMs in there and you see John Beck who has coached uh, you know in the offseason Zach Wilson out of uh, you know Southern California of course the uh, 10-hour uh, drives have been well documented. John actually worked with Zach on the script, which will be about 60 plays, um, and and then NFL, you know, uh, scouts, GMs, head coach, If they want to see a little more, they'll ask Zach to do a little more. We've been seeing him warm up quite a bit, doing a lot of the off-platform stuff, which he uh, became pretty famous for. You see Harvey Unga in the background as well. So Zach Wilson uh, getting ready to throw, and that's why everyone came. Uh, that's what everyone came to see. Kalani Satake chatting with Daryl Bevel, the offensive coordinator of the Jaguars, who have the number one pick. Expect to take Trevor Lawrence. Expect to take Trevor Lawrence. Justin Fields at three, perhaps, if the, if the uh, Jets take Zach Wilson. Well, it, it
1: feels like Zach Wilson, at worst, is now going to be the third pick at, yes. at worst.
2: And if you're the Falcons, you're like, oh, gosh. Come on, man. Sitting at four?
1: Okay, Zach Wilson coming up right after this break. <laughs> Your patience will be rewarded on Pro Day after this.
0: BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. The best of BYU Sports Nation airs Saturdays, noon
2: Eastern, 9 Pacific on BYU Radio. Podcast feed, of course, this is to see John Lynch, the GM for the San Francisco 49ers, chatting with head coach Kalani Sitake. In case you missed it, the Niners have traded up from 12 to 3 with the Dolphins and reportedly are going to go after quarterback. Will Zach Wilson be on the board at three? Will he be available? And what happens with Jimmy Garoppolo now? Will he st- Will he be the quarterback of the Niners, or will they move on from him completely? It is interesting that Zach Wilson is a piece of that conversation.
1: Welcome back to Studio B and the indoor practice facility. We have BYU Sports Nation coverage of Pro Day in multiple locations. As you see, Zach Wilson is just moments away from... A long-anticipated day to make the throws. He's not uh, running the 40s, not doing any of the other drills, but this is what the people have showed up for, to see Zach Wilson make all of the different types of throws. We've had a weekly conversation with Zach leading up to his NFL draft day, and he's talked a lot about spending countless hours working on off-platform throwing Different release angles, you better believe he's going to show all of those with the script that he and John Beck have put together today.
2: This is the biggest moment of Zach Wilson's life right now. Right now, this is the biggest moment. He's throwing with John Beck. He's going to be uh, throwing two, as you mentioned, Matt Bushman, Aleva Hifo, Micah Simon, and Dax Mill. And uh, he, he's going to confirm what he's done on film from 2020 and, of course, some before. But he just has a smooth beautiful, quick-release throw that doesn't require a big jump. He does, doesn't have to crow-hop into anything. He, he made that amazing throw against Texas State that was like 60 yards in the air, right? And, and this is going to be fun. And look, look, Mark Pope even getting in on the action here. <laughs> he's he's dead. He's definitely the tough Yeah, he's like, who of these guys can play on the basketball <laughs> So, So this is fun. And Reno Mahe, of course, um, you know, found himself in there as well. I, I respect the ability of Reno yes. Mahe to get in.
1: I don't respect his Lakers gear, though. <laughs> that is for sure.
2: So this, this is a massive moment. And Jaguars, again, Jaguars OC Daryl Bevel is in the house. And then at two, the Jets have Joe Douglas, the GM, Robert Salva, the head coach, Michael Ford, the OC. And then at uh, four, you have the Falcons. Well, you look at three, uh, the Niners, uh, John Lynch is in there with some others. And then at four, you have the Falcons, uh, GM, Terry Fontenot, and Arthur Smith, the head coach, new guy, and uh, David Ragone, the OC. So they
1: are all there to see this cat. Now, you have to think that Atlanta Falcons fans are feeling some heat (laughs) now, right? Like, man! Oh, no. Now quarterbacks are going to go one, two, three. We would think.
2: You'd think. I wonder if Penny Sewell goes... At two, maybe to the Jets. We'll see. If they're in on Darnold, not long-term, but, like, we'll give you one more year, then there you go. But Zach Wilson's not going to fall past three, I don't think. I just don't—not past four. Like, he will be the highest-drafted BYU Cougar if he's in the top four. Now, I'm not sure if this is, if this is the official beginning of the throwing or not, but everyone kind of waiting for Zach. Maybe he's just doing some simple throw. so we perhaps we've begun. But th- this is what most people came for, to see Zach Wilson throw, to confirm what he did this year, which— was
1: incredible. Zach Wilson also talked about getting used to the NFL football. Yes, it's different than the grip on the college ball. And he said at first it was a little strange, a little uncomfortable, but now he actually prefers the NFL ball to the college ball, the way that it feels, the way it spins out of his hand. And the throws uh, have begun. Alevi Hifo making the catch right there from Zach Wilson.
2: He's standing at the middle of uh, the indoor practice facility. And look at all this space and all the display for him. He's worked his entire life as a football player to get to this moment, to not just play in the games, of course, at Corner Canyon and BYU, but to be able to show what he can do. He's got the Apple Watch on the left wrist. Uh, he's been carrying around some, uh, you know, a water, water jug. But this is also an opportunity, by the way, for those four receivers um, to get an opportunity to show what they can do uh, in running routes and whatnot. And this is what he would have done at the NFL Combine and probably the BYU Pro Day as well. But due to COVID, this is it. This is a, there is a bigger spotlight on this moment for him.
1: We asked Matt Bushman yesterday, Now, how much do you benefit from just being one of the guys that catches passes from Zach Wilson? He said, look, I I hope he just makes me have to try a little bit harder, you know, because then I look good. And and then maybe Zach looks good as well.
2: And I love Zach's throwing motion. Like, it is very Aaron Rodgers-ish when people say, oh, yeah, Zach Wilson's like Aaron Rodgers. They're not saying every attribute, um, but just the flick of the wrist. Like, it's such a smooth, great motion. He and his dad, Mike, have worked on this for a long time. He he's gone to John Beck and company. Now you think, oh, he's just going to old BYU quarterback. No, no, no. John Beck is the QB coach, um, uh, you know, a QB coach that isn't on an NFL team, but he coaches some of the best in the game. They come to him and pay a lot of good money. Like Zach isn't just going to a former BYU guy. He's going to a guy that happens to be a former BYU guy.
1: It's a rare breed when you can combine the intellectual capabilities that Zach Wilson has shown with the physical capabilities and attributes and honed skill set that Zach Wilson brings to the table. And I know that much has been said about, well, what would he do against a full Power 5 schedule? Would he have succeeded this way? We asked Todd McShay about that, and he said, all you can do is project. But what I know is that in the games that Zach Wilson did play, he was making throws— that NFL quarterbacks make.
2: Yes, and he made some that NFL quarterbacks don't make. <laughs> like, some of the play, plays he had were Patrick Mahomes-like. His ability to, again, throw a platform, meaning he doesn't have his feet set and it's not a perfect pocket and he has to slide to his right or spin around and make some throws. He had all kinds of amazing throws this season where he was able to throw his physical tool, show his physical tools. And then like you said, his mental game is really high. To me, that's where he has the biggest competitive advantage of anybody in the draft, even Trevor Lawrence, is uh, the fact that Zach Wilson mentally is as good as it gets. Like, his ability to break down a play, memorize a playbook, is unbelievable.
1: He speaks another language fluently, and it is of the NFL offenses and their playbooks right now.
2: He's been practicing, working, as you see, Daryl Bevel, the offensive coordinator of the Jaguars, coming over from the Lions, of course, previously, with the uh, Seahawks famously. (laughs) Winning a Super Bowl, losing one famously as well. But Daryl Bevel and the Jaguars have the number one pick. Urban Myers, the head coach, coming out of retirement from Ohio State. You'd think they take Trevor Lawrence. In fact, I'd be shocked if they don't. But they are here today looking at Zach and others because the Jaguars may take a guy like Brady Christensen later in the rounds, a Dax Milne, uh, a Chris Wilcox. We'll see. But Zach Wilson on display right now in the middle of his scripted 60 throws.
1: We asked Zach Wilson earlier this week, What he wanted to accomplish today, and he said, "Well, I just want to show up and check the boxes. I want to make sure that everybody that's watched my tape, my film, gets exactly what they're expecting from me." And I also asked him about the pressure to perform, and he's a guy that's never really shied away from that. Jerem, the spotlight, he's embraced it. It enhances his play, and he said, "I want to. You want to be perfect, of course, but." It's what you do after a mistake sometimes and how you bounce back from things that they ask you about in these interviews. Okay, how, do you, how have you responded to adversity? Why did you make this bad throw? What did you do? What did you learn from this? The Jaguars, the Jets, these teams, they have put him through the ringer intellectually and made him talk about the most uncomfortable plays that he's made as a college quarterback to try and assess his progress from those low moments.
2: And we know that the Jaguars, because we talk to him every week on BYU Sports Nation, have given him the playbook, asked him to memorize 30 different formations, and then the next day challenged his knowledge of those, in fact, asking him to draw them out. He said they even asked him to draw um, some that weren't, even, weren't in there and to test his knowledge of uh, what reads would uh, be made on a certain play. So he loves that stuff, and he's really going to excel there. He's going to eat up a playbook, and he's just going to be a great teammate. A lot was made of him not being a captain initially. Well, he wasn't named the starting quarterback yet. The moment he was, they changed that. So I think a lot of that criticism was kind of answered in that moment. And, and these guys are, are there looking, and you see the majority of the top ten have somebody there to look at Zach. And if you're a team like the Panthers at eight, Lions at seven, Broncos at nine, they aren't going to get a shot at Zach Wilson because he's going to be off the board before uh, it gets to them. They're looking at the other guys. And look at Mark Pope hanging out with Daryl Bevel. That's a fun visual I didn't think we'd see today.
1: (laughs) Of course Mark Pope is going to talk his way into pro day. (laughs) You can't say no to that energy and that enthusiasm. Credential. Uh, I'm Mark Pope. It's been interesting to read about the concerns that the general fan bases that are in position to take a guy like Zach Wilson have had. Yep. How healthy is his right shoulder coming off that surgery? I'd say he's shown that he's doing just fine in that regard.
2: Yes, the, the thumb that he broke in 2019, just fine. The grip
1: seems just fine. Yep he had, it told us that he had tweaked his hammy and that's not why he he's not going to run his 40 and see the fan base say, Oh, this is not good. He's got an injury history with his the stump, his shoulder, he's tweaked his hammy. Uh, I'm just concerning. But when we're talking about millions and millions of dollars yeah, and le- the future of legit, uh, a franchise on the line, it's understandable how every little thing can just put up a red flag for yes. these different teams. But, um, I think the number one thing that Zach's going to have to beat out is the idea that he wouldn't have been as good against elite-level competition had he played the regular schedule.
2: Well, give him Alabama's offensive line and Najee Harris. Exactly. And, and uh, you know.
1: And that's the retort that, to those that receivers. Is,
2: okay, well. Jalen Who is Devontae Smith, yeah.
1: Yeah, who, who is uh, – the quarterback throwing to? Is it four and five stars across the board? Who was Mac Jones throwing to? Would Zach Wilson have done what Mac Jones did if he were the Alabama quarterback? Absolutely.
2: No, he wouldn't have. He would have done better. Oh, it would have been better. Yes, because Mac Mac Jones is a good quarterback, but he screams backup in the NFL. Like, he was crazy efficient and good. He's a good quarterback. Don't get me wrong. But, like, Zach Wilson is a guy that can be amazing. Like, the ceiling's really high for Zach because of his skill set. Watch his release. Get to know him. Look, get to know the way he can break down a defense. Like he is going. To, he has a higher ceiling than Mac Jones, in my opinion. Trevor Lawrence is clearly the best quarterback in the draft. But you're staring at the second best prospect
1: right there. Zach Wilson, enjoying the moment, smile on his face. Does he seem flustered or nervous at all? No. This is the type of scenario that he thrives. He loves in. this stuff. Though. He loves this moment. This is what he's been training for nonstop, day after day. We uh, we know that Zach's a great athlete, loves basketball. He told us that he has not watched one March Madness game because he's been Come on, all man. in on every single detail leading up to pro day.
2: And John Beck is calling out the throws that he wants, and he's actually the guy in the gray hoodie kind of mimicking a, a would-be rush on Zach as well. So really fun to have. Former BOA quarterback and legendary, uh, former NFL quarterback, John Beckin here.
1: We've heard Zach Wilson compared to, not entirely, but in small part to the likes of, yes, Aaron Rodgers. A little bit of Drew Brees. A little bit of Patrick Mahomes.
2: A lot a of Patrick of, Mahomes in the off-platform stuff. A little
1: bit of Russell Wilson. Like these, these names are being thrown around consistently by the highest level NFL draft experts.
2: I'm not as big on the Russ Wilson one. Um, and I watch a lot of Russ, obviously, as a Seahawks fan, and hopefully he's still a Seahawk after uh, this week, after you know the next couple months. But Russ throws a rainbow deep ball, um, which is very different. Zach is more of a laser guy. And he'll put it in your pocket. Like, the final throw from Zach Wilson was one of his best, if not the best, to Neil Pau, um, to the point where Riley Nelson on the radio broadcast goes, oh, my gosh, in terms of just putting it in Neil Pau's pocket. Like, Zach's accuracy is crazy high, and he's he's showing that right here. He showed it on film last season.
1: Matt Bushman with a nice snag right there on that seam route. And Bushman, a guy that just wants to show that he has his agility back. Uh, he told me that he feels like his Achilles is stronger and better than even before the injury. He feels That's correct. like it's in better shape. Based on the surgery, the doctor who performed it really granting him that assurance that it's it's stronger than it's ever been,
2: and that's great news because Matt Bushman should be a guy that gets shot in the NFL. We heard from Chad Lewis, former uh, you know All Pro tight end for the Eagles, of course. BYU grad and still in the BYU administration and father in law, of course, he's going to speak swimmingly of, of Matt, but. What Matt does and can do is really, really high. It's really, really high as a blocker and especially as a pass catcher. Micah Simon just ran a 4 here today. I mean, he should get a look. Matt Bushman should be a late round pick or an undrafted free agent. Aleva Hefo should be a free agent type again. He was with the Chiefs twice as they take a water break here in the middle of uh, this uh, passing display and exhibition from Zach Wilson. Interested to see if Aleva Hefo gets a shot. Uh, somewhere Again, was with the Chiefs, was cut, re-signed with the Chiefs again, was cut. Um, so we'll see where he ends up.
1: Zach Wilson told us that uh, the probable most exciting throws that he makes today will be on the boot, rolling out left, cross the body. In fact, he put out one of these on social media, on Instagram and uh, Twitter, to a a 57-yard pass, and here he is making those cross-body throws showing some of his work on the release angles, uh, the different uh, release points with some unorthodox throws. And he's so good at just fitting a ball into some weird areas.
2: And let's give you a sense of what it sounds like in there. You'll hear the buzz from the indoor practice facility lights, which are noticeably loud, but it's very quiet as he goes to work. It's just kind of a, it's almost a a reverence. It's like
1: like a golf event.
2: Viewing of this. Let's take a listen for a moment. You know, the ball come out of his hands and get into the uh, receiver's hands or a drop in this case right there. But it's really quiet. And, again, that, that buzz is first-team All-American buzz. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you can see the line of NFL scouts behind Zach taking in every throw. And this isn't just about Zach. I'm sure that uh, –
5: Mostly, there are several yeah.
1: looking at Dax Milne and maybe if you add a few additional eyes on Mike Simon after the speed that he put in the 40.
2: Yeah, for sure. But this is, let's be honest, this is mostly about uh, Zach Capono sure, Wilson for here. sure. And Daryl Bevel has been right behind Zach the whole time, centered up. Mark Pope's still working contacts back there. <laughs>
1: Someone just said Daryl Bevel's about to commit to BYU basketball. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe he will.
2: Uh, Daryl's daughter, Morgan, plays for BYU softball. They play this afternoon. And so uh, Daryl perhaps double dipping, you would think. Here's that. Little play action pass. Reverse angle. And this is where BYU um, really excelled this year. Mina Kimes has talked about this quite a bit from ESPN. Where... BYU in the play action pass with Zach Wilson was just off the charts. Just off the charts. And Zach down the field was incredible this year. Like north of 70% PFF said in his completion percentage. Like he was just he was just amazing and and when you look at what he did and now he's on the run. Nice throw there of course. He was he was great down the field. He was great. He was just great everywhere. Like there wasn't a, a throw that Zach didn't make consistently well for BYU this year. PFF grade was incredible. Broke the uh, passing completion percentage of Steve Young from 83 this year.
1: 95.5 overall.
2: 10.9 yards per attempt. Broke the single season and career efficiency records of, of uh, Steve Sarkisian and Ty Detmer. 43 touchdowns total. Only three giveaways. 33 pass, 10 rush, three picks, no fumbles. So a plus 40 touchdown touchdown's to to giveaway yeah. ratio. Um, plus 30 if it's just passing. I mean, numbers off the charts, right? And yes, BYU didn't play the Power 5 schedule, but the Cougars took advantage of that. What, it, is it BYU's fault that the six Power 5s, including Utah, said, no, we're not going to play. We're just going to play in conference, which is what people did. You took advantage, 11-1, and top 15 season, and look at all these scouts here. Like, BYU did the best it could in a crazy situation for everyone, but it's been a... A year where BYU wasn't good, BYU was great. This is this is a landmark moment in BYU football history to have Zach Wilson on display like this.
1: I'm not sure that BYU football will ever experience anything close to this. I don't think so. Pro Day
2: again. I think this is the top of the mountain, and you know, until it is, I guess. But this is incredible, and this is fun to watch, and it's going to be fun to see Zach go in the top five.
1: A slate of sixty throws for Zach Wilson. Overthrows Dax Milne on that one. And that
2: might be the only overthrow he's had so far. Almost everything's been pretty on the money. Well, it's either on the money or it's not. Most of it's been, you know, really, really good. That was probably his poorest throw. But you're going to
1: have a couple poor throws. It's all good. Again, soaking the ambiance. It's just.
2: (laughs) It's a little tense, right? Very
1: quiet. Yes, there's certainly some tension in the air.
2: And there's Mike Mayock, general manager of the uh, Las, Las Vegas, Vegas Raiders, Raiders, the L.A., Oakland, Las Vegas Raiders, um, who is here. He's one of eight general managers here. Okay, always never had eight general managers at the Pro Day. Like, this is incredible. There are three head coaches. There are five offensive coordinators. There. I can't
1: recall a time, Jeremy, in the recent past where there has been more than one general manager at the BYU. Right,
2: if one showed up, it was like, oh, nice. Yeah. That's great. Um, and maybe there were a couple of Fred Warner a few years ago. But this year it's Zach Wilson, and it's the Zach Wilson band, right? But there's some really good guitar and drummers and, uh, you know, whatever trumpet players, if you will, uh, from this BYU team.
1: While Zach takes, uh, oh, now he's back to to throwing, but uh, I did want to emphasize some more of the more notable numbers that we've seen today, Jerem. Brady Christensen really did himself uh, some huge favors, just off-the-chart numbers. Chris Wilcox with his 4 3 140 Micah Simon, one of the receivers, catching passes from Zach Wilson with the 4 3 4 This is... I mean, we, again, we haven't seen numbers like this from BYU guys.
2: Yeah, it's been impressive. Brady Christensen may have got himself into round two or three, a day two. As we see, uh, Zach Wilson continued to throw. Now getting uh, into the intermediate routes with Micah Simon there. Now... We've talked about this. I don't think Zach Wilson hurts or helps his cause much from this right here. I don't. I think if you look at what he did on film, that that's good. I think he's going to help confirm some of that. But if he has, let's say Zach Wilson has a, a poor showing here. I don't think that drops him from two to three or something if he was going to go two. And what you would can
1: qualify as a poor showing? Just
2: not throwing, not being off the mark a little bit. Uh, you know, ha- having some and drops are not a big deal here. Okay, that's they are for the receiver. They're not for Zach.
1: Okay, now you can hear uh, some cheers as these throws get a little kind of more complex. Breaking
2: the intensity, intensity of that, right? Uh, if a receiver drops, it's it's all about Zach's placement of the ball. It's not about whether the receiver catches it or not. You worry about that with the receiver later. It's the in terms of the Zach evaluation, it's. How's the footwork? How are the arm angles? Where's the ball placement? That's what these guys are looking at. Right and then just how he moves in person. Because, again, I talked about it yesterday. Like like in the digital dating era, you show up after engaging uh, you know, digitally, uh, texting, messaging. And then you want to show up in person and go, okay, what do you really look like in person? Are you as tall? Or are you as big as I thought? Zach weighed in at 6'2", 214. That's enough for him. 6'2 is fine. 214 he wanted to be in the 215 to 220 range so he could put on a couple pounds that's all right
1: this makes me wonder if this was something that the BYU staff told onlookers to do hey cheer a little bit let's let's loosen things up i, I wouldn't be surprised if this is a, a purposeful addition of just some crowd noise some affirmation to kind of help everybody relax a little bit
2: now pff uh, said the Eagles reportedly tried to trade up to number three, but would only do so for Zach Wilson. So so they're not
1: as... Well, I don't think as, the Eagles are upset by a couple of dropped passes or an overthrow from Zach yeah,
2: Wilson. Ian Rappaport is is the report there. So Jalen Hurts not all in from his you know sub-60% completion percentage season with the Eagles. Of course, Carson Wentz moved on to the Colts. Eagles probably need a QB too, but... Are the Jets sitting there at number two going, this is our guy? This is our guy. There's been a lot of mocks that have the Jets there. Will Joe Douglas, the GM, Robert Sala, the head coach, new for the, he was a DC with the Niners. Mike LaFleur, who was the uh, passing game coordinator with the Niners, new OC with the Jets. Now you see the rollout. Mm. Just look on the money. Like,
1: yes, beautiful. That's
2: just a taste. And again, if if Zach's going, he's going to crush this. But even if he had a poor day, I don't think it's going to drop him a spot in in the draft.
1: That throw right there is very similar to the one that Todd McShay brought up with us against Boise State, where he's mm-hmm. rolling out to his left, has to throw across his body, ten to fifteen yard out on the money. Yeah, and he just delivered that throw to a He found now another to Dax Milne. It's funny because Zach Wilson has become the shiny new toy in just a year. Trevor Lawrence... Well,
2: he had the Joe Burrow year. Yes. At which Zach has told us he really, really respected Joe Burrow and has been in contact with him of... He had the one-year wonder. Let's talk about it. Steve Young had one great year at BYU. Mark Wilson had one great year. Jim McMahon had like three, right? Um, All it takes is one great year to shoot up the board. Mac Jones, you know, didn't have much of a chance prior to this year, of course. And uh, boom, great year on the board. Trevor Lawrence had three great years, amazing years. But all it takes is one. All it takes is one. And if you're the Eagles, it's interesting. They they sent the O.C. Shane Steichen and then the quarterback coach Brian Johnson. So they are definitely interested. They had the sixth pick. They are the sixth pick, but reportedly wanted to trade up three if they could get Zach. So the former Utah quarterback Brian Johnson in the house looking at the former Utah fan, Zach Wilson.
1: And Zach Wilson... Is a great athlete. He's a guy that had college scholarship offers to play basketball. He's got a very impressive vertical leap. He can dunk the ball easily.
2: We can quantify that vertical. Oh no, we we can't. I was going to say, yeah, he didn't do it today, good.
1: but uh, projected somewhere right around mid thirties. Yeah,
2: which is which 34, is good, man.
1: 35 inches. I mean, yeah. he can move. And he said, we asked him jokingly, "Okay, compare yourself to a car," and he said, uh, "I'm am a Tesla. You know, <laughs> I'm I've got." Good explosion out at the moment, um, but I don't have great like top-end speed. Yeah. I'm efficient. Those are all great attributes. Yes.
2: Yeah. Someone uh, tweeted, Shiloh Lloyd, did John Beck drive from Southern California <laughs> to help out with this drill? No, that's funny. I-, I, th- I
1: think he flew in.
2: John is actually the quarterback coach at the local high school, so they have a game tonight. Um, I texted with John earlier, and he said, yeah, he's going to get back
1: for that. <laughs> so it's a busy day for him. Wilson entering uh, the final third of his slate of throws. Again to Dax Milne on the out. You can hear the subtle applause as well. This feels very much like a golf environment.
2: Well, this also feels like 2020 BUA football um, and football in general because no one was in the stands, right? Um, so they kind of got used to not doing this, and, and Mitch Harper just tweeted this, and I, I agree. Zach Wilson's such a smooth operator. We're now going to see deeper throws from Zach Wilson. This is where he can really throw uh, show off his arm as John Beck continues to lead
1: this. Isn't it interesting that Zach Wilson's quarterback's coach, the guy he's been training with, John Beck, was the last quarterback drafted out of BYU?
2: Yeah. Max Hall and Taysom Hill have had uh, cups of post agent
1: contracts, but the last yep. draft pick, yep. as you take a look at the first deep ball from Wilson, a little bit over Micah Simon's head.
2: And in this case, it's okay to overthrow the receiver because you're, throwing, you're showing off your arm a little bit. Yes, you want to be accurate and complete that ball, but uh, th- this is where Zach can show off the arm a little bit.
1: A back shoulder throw to Matt Bushman.
2: We saw a lot of back shoulder uh, to Gunnar Romney, to Dak, Dax Milne, to Neil Pau uh, this season.
1: Tom Homo looking on. You see his perspective.
2: Tom, four Super Bowl rings. Three as a player, one as a coach. How about that?
1: Four. I believe he's talking with uh, Marty Hodge, father of Tristan. Marty Hodge. Hodge.
2: Tristan, by the way, number one center coming out of high school, went to Notre Dame. Transferred to BYU. Tristan's got a chance to be drafted. If not, he's got a legit free agent opportunity as well. Had a really nice senior year. But again, there is this tension, right, of just trying to make sure everything goes right. I don't, again, I don't know that everything needs to go great. It just can't be a disaster.
1: John Beck just asked uh, everybody standing behind watching to back up a few more paces so that Zach can have some more space and really work. Here is that deep boot throw, Aleva Hifo.
2: And Aleva almost was too quick to the spot. Now, Zach put out a video earlier this week, and there's there's the current BYU players in the stands right now.
1: That was important for Kalani Satake and his staff to have their guys able to be on the bleachers on hand yep. to support the guy's a pro day.
2: So that video that came out was similar to that throw, but it was back. You know, it, it was it was a corner route instead of a, kind of a post here from Aleva. and it was an impressive performance uh, throw. I mean, Dax made a one-handed catch like that Just against like that. Houston, by the way, which was one of the best <laughs> one of the best games of the year. Man, it was incredible. You're down twelve with sixteen minutes to go. Came back to win convincingly. Just the aggressive, the aggressive nature of Zach Wilson from last year, and the throws he was even attempting, let alone completing, was really impressive. Where BYU took it up a notch. Like we didn't realize it until about the middle of the year, but it was like, oh wow, we're seeing something really special here. And it ended up being an all-time season for BYU, not just on the field, but uh, in the performance of the quarterback, who truly had an elite year. Like Zach Wilson had one of the greatest all-timer seasons in BYU history as a quarterback. It was amazing. An all-time season. And the
1: numbers? <laughs> Bear out for that.
2: Like that throw right there. So he's, he's pushing off his right foot to his left, coming back, throwing off that back foot like, oh, don't throw off the back foot. He can get it in the right spot. Not everyone has pristine footwork, and some guys do it even when the, uh, don't have it even when the pocket's clean. But what Zach does is, what, what is the play I have to make right now? What is coming at me? Where am I? How much time has gone by? Like, he can he can rearrange his footwork off-platform and make the throw in the right spot, regardless of that footwork.
1: Zach Wilson makes throws in ways that guys, in large part, are taught never to even try. Right. Like, don't even try this. Yeah. Because and he, he had, makes it look easy, and it's successful.
2: He had mastered the basics, so you can move to the advanced stuff, and... He's, he's been so good at different movements with his eyes, seeing different tips um, or, or leads that opposing players will give that he knows, okay, I can, I can change this play at the line of scrimmage because I'm seeing this. He, he just did an incredible job. And every time I talked to him and we talked to him, I learned a ton about quarterbacking. Just like quarterback 101. He just knows so much about it. Under center and shotgun, by the way, either way, he's great. B. did a lot of both. Ooh,
1: look at that throw. That is an unbelievable throw. Yes. That is so hard to do.
2: He spins around. to He goes to his right, spins around back to his left, fading, throwing off the left plant foot over the right shoulder extended. Yeah, and
1: the teardrop into the bread basket. Yep. Like, he's got the capability not to just gun things into a small zone, yeah. which we saw him do for Neil Powell in his final collegiate pass in the Boca Raton Bowl. You had a great view of that in Florida. But he's got the capability to just adjust on the fly, and he has great touch on the ball. Yes. He can make all the throws. I know it's a cliche th- thing to say. He literally can make every type of throw that an NFL quarterback should be able to make.
2: And that was a Russ Wilson-type throw, where you're off-platform, but you, you go rainbow, and you get it in there. So that was, that was extremely, extremely impressive.
1: Zach Wilson nearing the completion of his pro day.
2: So, so Pat McAfee just tweeted: "We thought the big conversation is that, or has showed it, yeah, at Zach Wilson's pro day was how did he throw the rock. Now the big conversation is what business moves are being made in Provo, Utah, around this workout. Big trades, like we have, we have seen a massive trade today um, based on uh, the interest in Zach. It would seem as the the Dolphins trade from three back to 12, and the Niners move up. And John Lynch, we were given a list of who would be there on Wednesday. John Lynch was not on the list that day. So perhaps they go, you know what, we're moving up to three. I'm going to show up.
1: Matt Miller, NFL draft scout, just tweeted moments ago, minutes ago, I should say, I can't see any way Zach Wilson isn't the number two overall pick.
2: And Matt Miller is in the building, by the way. Yes. He is in Provo. And he went to Bay Bams. So a trip well done.
1: Uh, we're going to need to clip off that throw that Zach Wilson just had to Hefo too. The one uh, he put some serious touch on the ball, the Russell Wilson throw. That was a thing of beauty. All right, we're going to take a short break, come back and wrap things up as Zach Wilson is wrapping up his pro day in Provo. Micah Simon with a big catch there. We're back with just a little bit more in a moment. Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation's Pro Day coverage. The indoor practice facility in Provo, Utah. Zach Wilson completing his final throws. Jerem Jordan and Spencer Linton in Studio B. Reminder, our show is always available on demand via the BYU TV and BYU radio apps.
2: I think Zach Wilson secured top three status today, Spencer. That's what we saw today. Of course, uh, the Niners moving up to three. Adam Schefter reporting that the Niners uh, are saying, a source is saying, Jimmy Garoppolo here to stay. He's our guy this year. <laughs> this year. You, you can draft someone and, and throw him in there. So if Zach doesn't go two to the Jets, he'll probably go three to the Niners. That's what I kind of feel and learn today. And we had a we had a massive trade from the Niners while John Lynch was in the indoor practice facility. They trade I mean, up this was incredible. Get the third
1: pick from the Miami Dolphins.
2: And Brady Christians had a great day. Chris Wilcox, four three one forty had a great day. Um, hoping for the best for all the other BYU Cougars as we approach the— uh, The draft, which is four weeks minus one day away. We are close.
1: It's been our pleasure to bring you this Pro Day special on BYU Sports Nation. What will the future hold for? Kairos Tonga at 35 reps on the bench. Matt Bushman, who's coming back from the Achilles injury. Some guys were blazing fast in the 40. For Jerem Jordan, every member of our outstanding crew, I'm Spencer Linton, BYU Sports Nation Pro Day, signing off for now. Go Cougs.